Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. Hey, and welcome back to the WFO Life Podcast. This is Dr. Wim Curtis, and I'm doing a quick podcast to update you on some of the questions you were asking uh, based on previous episodes. This is going to be health-related today, but I want to talk to you about um, a couple of the questions that came up after the COVID topic. There's a lot of these questions circling, and um, I, I think that you know health is a big part of you know, accomplishing life mission, and you know, and it is part of the mastering self. Um, aspect of what we talk about on the WFL Live podcast. So I want to go ahead and bring up a few of those questions that I saw recently. One of the first questions that's come up is about the third vaccine. Everybody keeps asking, hey, what about me? I've had, you know, and a lot of folks I've met and treat have already had their vaccine. Well, great. Um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of talk about a third vaccine. Should I, should I get this booster shot? What I've been running into with the booster shot is a bit of confusion, I think, at the national level. There are politicians that are saying, yes, we're going to get, we're going to recommend everybody get this booster shot. That's really going to help. Well, one of the things that then you would, then I saw after is that we were having, we were having people come forward and uh, from the CDC and, um, other you know government agencies and wait 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 we haven't actually talked about this and checked on the efficacy or you know the safety of that now those meetings are ongoing and i understand those those uh, scientists are researching and and trying to determine and look at the data but my current understanding was that like okay we if you've had two shots you're immunized okay that's that's where we're at right now that's that's kind of what i think um you know we have to hang our hat on now can you get antibody testing yes you can you could you could go and test if you have antibodies which brings me to the next sort of level of questions that keep coming up which are uh, how much is enough antibody like i have some antibodies and i don't you know but uh, the level on the test that i did doesn't seem to help me understand is that good or is it bad well look there may be an absolute value i'm going to be honest with you there may be an absolute value to like you know having 500 versus 20 uh, on the antibody test may be a good thing okay but my inclination as a physician is that keep in mind those antibodies are just standing by ready to act, but they were created by cells that are living in your body and those cells can create more antibodies. So I think looking at antibodies like a set level as some sort of now I'm protected, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's the full picture because think about this. Let's say you've already had COVID and you have antibodies. I am, my understanding would be that you have cells that have witnessed the COVID virus, uh, whatever strain, and it's going to have some residual cells that are ready and willing to make more antibodies should we come in contact with that same or similar virus again. Okay, so think about this. What does this tell us? So if we come back in contact with this virus, your body's going to start making antibodies. So you can imagine how the level, if you're in rest mode, it's like the military. If you have like your troops are in their bases and they're waiting to deploy and then a, and then a crisis or an invasion occurs, the troops spread out and they, they go out into the, the environment or go out into the countryside to defend the city, if you will. 
that's that's kind of how I think about these antibodies. Yes, there's some circulating around at all times, but the reality is, um, if if you need more, your body will make them. So I don't think I think it's good to just have some antibodies. I think if you do a test and it shows you have them, I would say good. That means if you come across a virus again, you should make more. Okay, you, it's like your own booster, if you will. Does that mean you would get sick? Maybe. Does it may mean you might get sniffles? Maybe. Does it mean you might get seriously ill? I guess it's possible if the virus is different enough. These are the things I think about when I hear this issue of are are the antibodies that I'm making enough? And, and is this level okay? I've tested. I've you've, I, you've either been vaccinated or you've already been sick and you've tested and those tests are positive. Great. I think that's good enough. Okay. Now the science could put, prove me wrong there. And every time I've done one of these COVID topics, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just trying to explain to people, this is what I know right now based on my level of understanding, also based on what I'm seeing clinically. And I, I think but I think it's pretty accurate based on my medical background. Okay. And if I see an update, I'll, I'll, so I'll throw that out. I'll let everyone know. That's why, you know, this is just a small part of the WFO live podcast, this little health segment that I do, but you know, I'll throw them out as bonus segments here and there. If I see something that makes sense. Okay. Uh, so I hope that may, I hope that's helpful. Um, the, so the third vaccine do or do not do, I started to talk about that. What I, what I want to say about the third vaccine is that I don't think it's necessary to go get that for everyone right now. The other thing is the government agencies haven't been a hundred percent clear on whether that's absolutely what we should be doing. Okay. And if you look at world health organizations, they're saying, why are Americans getting three and four shots whenever we have people across the world that haven't got them at all yet? You know, there's that kind of global look at this, this issue. But I'm not 100% sure that getting a third vaccine is necessarily the right thing scientifically. I'm going to wait until I see good evidence from the CDC. And certainly, you know, this will evolve over time, uh, this recommendation. And I have said, by the way, you know, because people have pressed me on this and I've gotten some weird comments and, you know, stuff about this through Facebook, uh, is that, um, you know, uh, do I think people should get a vaccine? Yeah, I do. I do think there's some marginal benefit. And... Uh, I think that for high risk populations, especially the people that are actually dying from COVID-19 in significant numbers, folks with metabolic disease, obesity, diabetes, or folks over 65 years of age, I think this vaccine is important for them. I don't, I'm not totally convinced myself medically, personally, I'm not totally convinced that the, the, the virus stops the spread, um, in, in a in an absolute way, I think it probably curbs spread in populations. I think I think that's a kind of a soft way of saying that you know I'm not 100 percent sure that what we're seeing with these new variants is is you know I, I think that our current effectiveness of the vaccines that we're using are probably going to vary in their effectiveness overall. But I do think there's a value for high risk populations. Okay. You know, I've seen uh, some international you know, news and uh, research from places like United Kingdom that the government is not recommending vaccinating people under 12 to 15 years of age. Um, I tend to concur with that. I just don't really see uh, the COVID virus um, variants causing significant large numbers of uh, deaths uh, inside that population. Um 
So the risk benefit in the younger population right now for me seems to be, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to wait and see on that because it doesn't seem to be as big of an issue as the folks that are actually dying from it, which are the higher risk uh, patients that I mentioned. So I hope that makes sense. Okay, next question. I had another question about monoclonal antibodies to be like the Regeneron type therapies, the infusion or injectable therapies. So these have been set up. I know in my community, this has been set up both at hospitals, outpatient infusion centers. It's also been a setup uh, the county has done on a wider scale at like regional fairgrounds, that type of thing. These are sort of triage mash units, if you will, where people can literally walk in give their basic symptoms and a screening, of course, for safety and efficacy and timing. And those patients um, can get this infusion. The monoclonal antibodies are basically a, a boosted uh, load of the antibodies that you would you know, like to already have in your body to defend yourself, but you can actually get an IV or an injectable version of those. Okay, so what I'm gonna say is that this is based on my clinical experience. I have sent numerous patients early in the course of illness for this type of treatment. Regeneron, Regeneron is the one I've sent most people for. The experience so far has been it seems like it does help. Now, I, again, you're only sending high-risk people. These would be our ones at most risk for major complications of COVID-19 because most people do okay. Most people you know, fight the infection and they do just fine. So this would only be for folks that high risk, advanced age, uh, greater than probably, you know, 55 to 60 years of age, or have metabolic problems like obesity, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, uh, you know, these kinds of situations. And, And because those are people are the ones most likely to have problems. And especially if they've never had Uh, COVID before or immunization. So it's kind of a booster of the antibodies to defend yourself against COVID-19. So that all sounds like a good idea for everyone. But of course, every therapy has a risk and benefit. Anytime you're putting antibodies into someone, there's always a chance you can have some type of reaction. And so that's the, there is a risk and benefit to that. I have not seen people come back and say they've had, you know, catastrophic problems from the, uh, from the infusion. Most of the patients I've sent have gotten injections. They get four injections at once rather than getting the infusion of that product. And it, at least anecdotally, I've had multiple patients come forward and say, I was a lot better within like 24 to 48 hours. I've also sent a lot of the sicker patients there for this. Okay. So I've seen a few younger patients that appear to be not progressing well. So there's kind of this window that like people get really sick, truckload of, you know, body aches and headaches and sore throat and cough, and it all hits kind of flu-like. And then like, that's bad for like three or four days. And then it seems like a lot of people sort of curve down, like they improve a little bit. And then there's this window, it's usually seven days or so in my experience, where <clears throat> either people are sort of like, okay, I think I've kind of licked this, I'm getting better. And they kind of, you know, kind of limp along for another few days and uh, maybe a week or so. And then there's these people that have this uptick and they're like, now I've got this tightness. Now I've got this shortness of breath. And then you sometimes see their oxygen levels dipping often happens in patients with obesity or diabetes. Again, going back to episode 105 with Dr. Sullivan, we talked a lot about inflammation and I gave some thoughts on why I think that's happening. So I'll, I'll defer to 105, right? But in this situation, what I'm what I'm noticing is I think that's where that secondary hyperinflammation occurs. 
And the more damage that you have going on to the body and to the bodily tissues, the more likely that um, this secondary hyper responsiveness is going to occur, especially in people with a tendency towards inflammation, like the people we mentioned. So the point of saying all of that is that I think that blocking or binding up the virus early probably helps. But certainly whenever you see a situation where people are definitely getting worse, that's when I really want to make sure, even if they're, even if they maybe don't technically fall into that high risk, because I've seen a few, you know, 30 to 40 year old people that started to get really sick. And okay, in those situations, we want to go ahead and we want to consider adding the additional immune, you know, uh, auto the um, autoantibody, the auto, the antibody therapies, we want to go ahead and throw that in because we want to curb them from moving on in case they're one of these folks that are struggling with inflammation or struggling to uh, curb the replication of the virus. So again, it, it has its use. It's generally going to be used in high risk people, but high, high risk becomes high risk whenever even a young person that doesn't outwardly have obvious signs of illness, if they're starting to curb the wrong, you know, go the wrong direction, like that they're following that pattern of they're not getting better, you know, five, seven days getting definitely worse. We want to send them beyond 10 days. I'm not sure it helps tremendously because the folks that get beyond 10 days and they're like way sick and they're getting worse or they're getting hospitalized. I'm not sure about that group. And because I think the problem at that point is not really the virus. I think it's more the body's own antibody response, its own Maybe, maybe even um, its own response to its own tissue. And I'll get to that with one final question. I get this question about uh, antibodies uh, uh, to your own tissue. And what, you know, what, what, what's, what, what could that, you know, could that be an issue? Yes, it could. Okay. This virus comes in, the spike protein can damage tissue. The virus replicates and in, in, in kind of infects more and more cells in the body. Let's, let's imagine your lung cell being infected by COVID-19. The way I understand this to happen, the virus infects the cell and it starts replicating itself using our own system. As it does that, more and more spike protein can damage more cells and start replicating in other cells. Every time you break a cell, okay, let's say you make a cell sick and it breaks. Well, your, your body recognizes that when the cell breaks or it dies, its contents go out into the, into the circulation and the lymphatic tissue and the areas around the lung. The body will then swarm inflammatory uh, tissue or uh, in immune response to that area, cytokines and um, your white blood cells and killer cells. And all of these things sort of flood to the area, including antibodies. And when that happens... Sometimes you're going to see normal tissue that's broken, okay? And that broken tissue, the body knows it has to clean that up. To some extent, the body will use immune reactions that include antibodies to bind that tissue to pull it out of the circulation because it shouldn't be there. It's not normal. This is the mechanism by which other antibodies your own antibodies can be activated. It's one of the ways we think that people can get this hyper response in the secondary phase of COVID-19 that I had mentioned earlier, where people get this just fulminant, this, this massive inflammatory response that leads to uh, the patients declining and, and, and sadly in a lot of deaths. So that's, that's what I think is happening. We are, your body's normal cleanup mechanism is coming in and you can generate antibodies to your own tissue. If you're doing that on a large enough scale, 
it possibly overwhelms the body's ability to re- to um, balance out that inflammation, like we talked in episode 105. Balancing out inflammation is the key. It's fine to have a very strong immune response and come in and kill the virus and clean up the cells that need to be cleaned up. But when you come in and you wipe out, you know, the whole area, you know, the nuclear option as far as the immune system coming in just creates this nuclear uh, response to, you know, that's a problem. And, and if your body can't resolve that inflammation, then we call that, you know, a, a, a hyper responsive um, immune, immune response. I hope that makes sense. It's early in the morning. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of babbling today a little bit. I didn't get a lot of sleep and uh, that's not good. But these these questions were on my mind, and they were accumulating through the week. Lieutenant Colonel Story and I have some plans to record an episode that'll be our normal Sunday episode, and then we also have uh, some interviews on the docket that I'm finally, finally it's been tricky trying to get these pulled together. But um, we've got those coming, and they're not going to be COVID related. They're going to be on you know back onto our main topics of you know, mastering self, mastering craft and accomplishing life mission. We now uh, is a, is a preview. We've got an interview with a couple of guys uh, that have just completed an amazing, you know, sort of human endurance feat uh, with, with this triple threat, you know, race that they did. And I think it's gonna be really fun to talk to them about what that experience and sort of lifestyle of fitness and, and how that that's playing into their health and, and their long-term health plans. So that, I think that's going to be a good one. Got a couple book reviews, got a couple of other uh, smaller topics coming down the pipeline that I think will be, um, you know, thought provoking, maybe sort of spur you to, uh, you know, kind of look at where you're at in your, your personal development journey. So I hope you're looking forward to those and I'd love to hear back from you. Um, we're starting to get more and more feedback inside the WFO Life Podcast Tribe, inside the Future Focus Health Network. So I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. I hope this little short segment was helpful for you. People are asking a lot of questions and this is the best way for me to help not only my patients, you know, that are asking these kind of questions, but just people that maybe are trying to get some, you know, you know boots on the ground, you know, type of insights. I always welcome your questions. If I don't know the answer, I will say so. And if it's outside my expertise, I'll let you know. I'm not not here to you know blow smoke or whatever. I'm just I share my thoughts, and all these thoughts are my own. And uh, I hope that uh, has been helpful for you. Take care. <laughs>